Bibles, let's open them to the book of Genesis, chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26 tonight, verses 15. I want to preach a message tonight out of Genesis 26, verse 15. So if you have your Bibles, make sure you turn there. Amen. You got your Bibles, wave them in the air like you just do care. Amen. It's good to have the Bible in the house where we can see and read what the word and what is being preached tonight. Genesis chapter 26, verses 15, and uh, I want to preach a message entitled, Water Runs Dry, When the Water Runs Dry, tonight. Amen. Out of Genesis 26, 15. And boys to men sang the song, Water Runs Dry. Yeah, I see Tulak, you already see. It says, let's not wait till the water runs dry. We might watch our whole lives pass us by. Let's not wait till the water runs dry. We'll make the biggest mistake of our lives. Don't do it, baby. <laughs> Amen. And in our text, we're going to read a story where uh, the wells begin to run dry. Genesis chapter 26, verse 15. If you're there, say amen. All right, here we go. So it says this. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells. Everyone say all the wells. Which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with earth. I don't know about your translation. Some of it says dirt. Some of them says uh, uh, with dust. But my translation, New King James, says filled it with earth. And so the background of this story, just to give you a, an understanding, Isaac goes into the promised land and the Bible says the wells that used to be functional, the wells that used to be overflowing is now not operational anymore. What used to have fresh water running through is now no longer. Why? Why is that? Because the Philistines, the enemy came in and they began to cover the wells with earth, with soil, with the dirt. And Isaac goes in and he begins to redig the old wells. Now I believe with all my heart that God is doing in this church, what God is doing is he is redigging the old wells. That I believe that there used to be a Holy Spirit revival long before the Potter's House and any other church in this region. There used to be a Holy Ghost movement in this place. And I believe with all my heart that God is doing something fresh, something new. That God is truly bringing a revival, redigging the wells of the souls of men and women today. That God is working on people's lives. He's redigging the wells of healing. Come on, He's redigging the wells of prayer. The worlds of fasting, the world, the worlds of deliverance. Come on. The worlds of the Holy Ghost, the worlds of evangelism. Revival is stirring within the hearts of people, bringing life back into the wells of our souls. So the first point I want to consider, the Philistines that stopped the wells. You know, the Bible mentions the well, and that is a picture of your soul. And in the Bible times, any time wherever there is a well and when there's no water in the well, those wells, listen very carefully, became prisons. Do you remember they threw Joseph in a pit? Genesis chapter 37 verse 24, it tells us the story. They took him, they cast him into a pit and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Other translation says that it was a well with no water. They threw him in a water and they turned it into a prison. They threw Jeremiah into a well with no water. Again, a well that had been turned into a prison. And I believe uh, genuinely that when a person has no water in their lives, a picture of the enemy coming in and begin to fill our lives again and begins to turn those wells into a prison. 
There's no life. Life has been dried up. The well has been turned into a prison. The enemies come in and begin to occupy the place where God's spirit used to flow. Amen. It's a picture of someone's life that once occupied his life with prayer. A picture of someone's life that once occupied with fasting and daily reading of God's word. This, this world that just keep bubbling up to the top. The enemy came in and just said, you know what, no, 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 none of that. Begin to fill the wells up again with dirt. Turning it into a prison also. Whenever you have someone whose life has been preoccupied, listen, it's a picture of someone that's been backslidden. It's a picture that someone's life has now been filled up by the things of the world. It's been plugged up by the things of this world, the earth, the world. And whenever you're backslidden, the enemy will use your life and turn it into a prison. Listen, it can even host demonic spirits. Jesus says in Matthew 21, verse 13, He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. I wonder how many believers would say that of themselves, that their house, their lives, their souls are a, a life of prayer, dedicated themselves to pray every day to say, you know, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to seek the Lord. Once it was a house of prayer, but Jesus says you've made it in a den of thieves, meaning, you know what, you've taken God's presence. You've taken the, the temple of the spirit and you begin to turn it into a prison, a den of thieves. Your life has become a prison. That no longer the fruits of the Spirit is evident. You're complaining, you're whinging, you're whining. You know what? There's no praise on your lips anymore. It's dried up. Why is it the enemy somehow came in and began to cover your, your life, begin to cover your life again with dirt, the things of the world, your friends that have been calling you, that you should have been in prayer and service, and all of a sudden your friends and everything, the lies of the devil comes and pulls you away, begins to fill your life with dirt. The music that you're listening to once was worship, once was filled with praise and that honored God is now being filled with dirt from the earth, from the world. I wonder how many lives have been plugged up tonight. I wonder how many lives are right now in the prison. Can I encourage you? God created your soul to be a vessel of His Spirit. Don't turn it into a trash can. Don't turn it into a prison. Don't turn it into a den of thieves. Can you say amen tonight? That is why it's so clear the Bible preaches and teaches. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, having a form of godliness but denying its power. Oh, there's a well there. Oh, that looks like a well. Oh, but there's no power. Woo, there's no water flowing in there. Everyone, oh, look, there's a well over there. Can we go take a drink of water? Oh, no, no, that's been clogged up. Is that a picture of your life tonight? Someone who has all this religious facade. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, but inside, man, you dry. Inside, man, there's nothing there at all. There's no reservoirs filling your life again. Woo, good preaching. Come on, let's get it quiet up in here. Jesus was so harsh in his words to the religious Pharisees. Matthew 23, verse 27, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside you're full of dead man's bones and all uncleanliness. Woo, man, inside a dead man's bones. Picture that tonight. You know what? You once had a, this idea of yourself, and then you decided to kill that person. You want to be someone else filled with dead man's bones. You try to be someone here and try to be cool, and then you kill that person, you become someone else filled with dead man's bones. There's no power at all. It's all just an outward appearance. The 
wells of your lives have been stopped by the enemy. Listen, God wants your heart to be a well of living water. Amen. Flowing where there's joy that will never run dry. Flowing where the peace will never run dry. The peace of God will not run out. But when you stop praying, when you start to complain, the enemy will begin to influence you, begin to fill you with dirt, fill you with the things of this world. That's why you must keep reading the Word of God. That's why you got to replace the TV with the Word of God, with prayer. That's why you got to replace YouTube and say, you know what, no, 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 I'm going to the book of books. I'm going back to the Word. No longer should we live by the flesh, but we got to live by the Spirit. Can you say amen? People are backslidden, still having this outward facade, blinded by their own goodness. How many of you know there's none righteous? Can you say amen? Maybe tonight the enemy has stopped the wells. You're backslidden right here in this place. You're here tonight. You might even be in prison. But I wonder if there's any spirit-filled believers in the house tonight. Come on, I wonder, are there people that will say no to the devil and say, you know what, no, not with me. I'm going to live for Jesus. How many people could say, you know what, no, I've experienced my jailbreak at the cross of Calvary. Come on. You know what, we've experienced the resurrection. We've experienced the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Is there anyone here tonight that says, you know, I'm not going back to the world. I've only got one life to live, and I'm living it for Jesus. Can you say amen? My life ain't going to be a prison anymore. My life ain't going to be something that's been clogged. My life's going to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, can you say amen? Let's give God a clap off for tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody say, I'm a place of passion. Come on, we need the living water to flow through our lives. We need the water of His Spirit to begin to flow through us again. That's why I'm going to give my life to Jesus. That's why I'm going to continually offer him this, uh, you know what, to give in the offering. That's why I'm going to give God my loudest shout of praise. Why? Because I know that if I do that, that my life will become clogged. A well without water is a prison. What about you tonight? Has the well turned into a prison? Has the enemy stopped your well tonight? All the single people, I want to give you a a side note here. Wells in the Bible time were places of connection. Did you know that most men in the Bible found their wives at the well? Isaac's servant found Isaac's a wife at the well. Moses found his wife at the well. Jacob found his wife at the well. I wonder what if people stopped being gold diggers and started being well diggers. Come on. Woo! Come on, you know what? Instead of searching for the world and searching for the right relationship, why don't you dig some wells in prayer? Why don't you dig some wells and go to church and say, you know what, God, I'm not going to live for the world anymore. I'm going to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. That says, you know what, I'm not going to be a gold digger. I'm going to be a well digger. Come on. Jesus is searching for people that says, you know what, I'm not going to live for the world anymore. Jesus is searching for men and women that says, I'm going to commit myself dedicate myself to say you know what I don't want to live for this world that's why Matthew 6 33 says seek first the kingdom of God he's talking about seeking God and not the things of this world every person here tonight single person listen Jesus is the Lord of the rings amen 
don't have to go searching for people or, or relationship. Listen, that'll just make your well even drive and further. But you got to seek Jesus. The Philistines, the enemy filled the well with dirt. The enemy wants nothing else but your life to be stopped by the things of this world. And listen tonight, whatever the enemy can't destroy, he will distract you. Matthew, Mark chapter 4, sorry, says in verse 19, listen to these words. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. You see, whatever the enemy can't destroy, he'll distract you by the things of this world, the riches, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and this very thing that has this question mark in my mind, and the desires for the other things. <laughs> the other things that try to preoccupy your mind, the other things that try to steal your joy, the other things that try to steal your peace, that rob you from your very sleep. Some of you here tonight, the reason why you're not burning for the Lord is because you're burnt out by life. The devil didn't use drugs or alcohol on you. The devil didn't use any of these things, but the cares of the world did. The cares, the busyness of life, the desires of other things, making you unfruitful. Where there's no unfruitfulness, it's because there's something that has died. Has your well run dry tonight? You're tired, you're weary, you're exhausted, mundane of life, the responsibilities of work. You, you know what, all of a sudden bills start piling in, the kids need to get back to school. Uh, you know, Netflix has gone up in price. Man, you know, life is hard now. <laughs> the cares of life, you know what, has exhausted. You're tired, you're weary. Some of you here, it's not the cares of the world, it's the dirt and the filth of this world. You filled your life with trash. Woo, come on, don't shout me down now. You filled your life with drugs. You filled your life with cigarettes and drugs and pornography and the enemy knows you ain't got no life anymore. And so he tempts you to try and fill your life with more sin and more sin. You got to do this to be happy. You got to be with this person to be happy. And then you'll never be satisfied. You filled your well with trash. And you know what this verse is saying? God wants us to redig the wells and fill us again with His Spirit, where the joy begins to flow again, where His peace begins to flow again. But we got to dig it again. Unplug what the enemy has done in your life. A life that is not filled with the world, but that is filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. So we can say and live in victory in the name of Jesus. When we live in the Spirit, we live in the favor and blessing of God. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 19, a simple verse that you can all remember. Don't quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Where the spirit used to be flowing, where the spirit used to be, there used to be this passion before. And now sin has taken place. Now the cares of the world has taken place. And what have we done? We've quenched the spirit. We've plugged the life again. So we ought to live in the spirit. Someone needs to tell the devil, you know what, devil, not tonight, not ever. Someone needs to tell the devil this, you know what, we've got to say, Jesus, i got to let the rivers flow again. i got to let the spirit flow again. Come on, if there's something that's preoccupying your mind, you got to have this passion within you that says, you know what, no, I need to allow his spirit to move again afresh. That's why we sing that song, come fill me up, Holy Ghost. 
Come fill me up. Burn the fire again within us, Holy Spirit. Second point, it's time to redig the wells. Whenever the wells have been filled with everything else, Jesus says this in Revelations. Listen, 2 verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you that you have left your first love. The reason why the the core of everything when it comes to the wells that have been clogged up, it's back to this verse right here. You've left your first love, that there's no passion anymore in what you do. You, you, you You don't feel like you're getting up in the morning. There's no passion to, to pray anymore. There's no passion to read the word anymore. There's no passion to go and evangelize anymore. There's nothing, you know what, because why? Because you've left your first love. God says, I didn't design you to be in prison. I didn't design you to fill your life with busyness. I didn't design you to fill your life where you're running on a treadmill and all your life is about you and no one else and you're going nowhere. There's no room for the Spirit to move because you've plugged the Spirit up. There's water that's running underneath. There's water there ready to be unleashed but things that have preoccupied the Spirit. So how do you redig the wells? Let me give you some hours to take note if you're taking note. Number one, remember. Revelations 2 verse 5, one of the ways to redig the wells is remember. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Remember. Remember when God was your everything. Remember when you first got saved. Remember when, you know, you grew up in a broken home and you came from nothing. Remember where God had brought you from, a life of addiction, a life of sin, a life that is totally messed up. Remember where you've fallen. Sometimes we can move in life and we can get to a point in our Christianity like, oh, yep, I've got a job now. Oh, yep, I've got a house now. Yeah, I'm I'm able, I can function on my own. And all of a sudden, we've just left the love of God. Our first love. You've left it. You've forgotten your first love. And so God not only says, I want you to remember, He says, number two, repent. Repent. Meaning, you know, start digging. In the day you met Jesus, repent is talking about a change of mind. Repent means to turn from the direction you are on and head into God's direction. Jesus is talking about these two roads. You're on this one road and it's on the path of destruction. In Matthew 7 verse 13, you can read it for yourself. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Listen, when you repent, you're making a decision in your mind that says, you know, I'm no longer walking on that broad path. I'm walking the narrow path. It's making a decision to turn away from this direction and turn to the narrow path that says, you know what, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to repent of my sin. I'm going to turn from my own desires. I'm going to turn to Jesus. Repent means to get off the broad way and enter the narrow gate. Stop following the world and start following His Word. Can you say amen tonight? Man, has the things of this world buried your passion? Church, has the things of this world begin to bury your love? Has the things of this world, the cares of life, has the the sin begin to cover your wells up again? Listen, you need to repent. 
backslider tonight. Don't play church. It's time to repent. Jesus is coming back. Can you say amen? Number three, repeat. It's talking about do the first works. Do the first things first. You're reading through Revelations 2 through to 5. All the way down it's saying do the first works. Do the first things first. Remember the time you got saved and you got up in the morning and prayed. Remember the time when you got saved and the brothers were having morning prayer in the morning and you used to come along and nowadays you just sleep in. Remember the day when you first got saved and you decided to give the Lord the 10%, the tithe. Listen, do it again. Repeat. You felt the sacred thing once when you first got saved to honor the Lord with your finances. You felt the sacred thing when you first got saved to honor Him with your tithe, with the, your time, and with your words. Listen, do it again. Repeat. Remember when you would be in the Word. Remember when God used to speak to you afresh every day when you first got saved. Listen, do it again. Start digging in the morning. Start digging your life again and say, you know what? No, I don't want the enemy to fill my life with junk. Start digging the wells and say, you know what? No, I've had enough of the world. No, I've had enough of the things, that business of life. I want to start digging. Make a decision and make it now. Repeat it. Do it again. Let the waters flow. Let the fire burn. Let God's spirit flow again. And the final one is reward. What is the reward? Verse 7 says it. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Oof. Listen, there's a reward that's eternal. This world is temporal and it's just going to pass away. My brother, my sister, listen, when you begin to live for Christ, when you repent, you turn from your sins, listen, the reward is to him who overcomes. Jesus says, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Wow. The paradise of God. The thief on the cross said, remember me when you enter into heaven. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in I'm telling you, paradise awaits the believer. Paradise awaits for those who have repented of their sin and turned to Christ. If you've lost your first love, listen, let's go back to the first things first. Let's redig the wells. John chapter 4, verse 10. Listen to the words of Jesus. He's talking to a woman at the well, and this is what Jesus says in verse 10 of chapter 4. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, give me a drink? You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You see, she's searching. She, she's searching for this living water. And in verse 12, she says, are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. This is the promise of Jesus. This is the promise of the Messiah, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ says to you tonight, those who will weary come 
come, those who are weary, come to me and I shall give you rest. You will find in having a relationship with Jesus, the wells of living water will not be plugged. I want to tell you because there's something in having a relationship with Jesus Christ that it begins to spring up again into everlasting life. Maybe you're here tonight and you've been drinking from the wells of this world. You've been drinking in the wells of pornography. You've been drinking in the wells of gambling and addiction. You've been drinking from the wells of business of life. Listen tonight, Jesus offers you living water that you will never thirst. Amen. So I want to encourage you tonight. You know what? Let's begin to be filled with His Spirit. Galatians talks about it. You know what? There's a flesh and there's the Spirit. When you begin to feed your flesh, the flesh begins to get stronger. But when you begin to feed the Spirit, the Spirit gets stronger. It's just like going to the gym. I'm telling you, every day you get up in the morning, you pray. You begin to read the Word. It begins to build up your muscles, your spiritual muscles. You begin to get some spiritual fitness and endurance in your life. Because there's a living water, a relationship with Jesus Christ that provides. Amen. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Simple message, when the water runs dry. Amen. I want to give an invitation tonight. Maybe you're here.